Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. When God made man in the very beginning, he created him a tripart being, spirit, soul, and body. And we see that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23 that tells us that God wants our spirit, soul, and body to be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord. Now, why is that important? It's important to know that because being a tripart being, God has made provision for every part of our being, spirit, soul, and body. And why? Because in the beginning, when man fell from the presence of God, he was affected in all three parts of his being. His spirit was separated from God. His soul eventually lost the knowledge of God. And his body became mortal or subject to death. And of course, would go back one day to the dust of the earth from which it was made. So there we see the three parts of man, spirit, soul, and body. Well, God so loved the world that he decided to make provision for us in spirit, in soul, and body. Now, the spirit of man needs to be born again, and the soul of man needs to be restored or renewed by the word of God, and the body of man will be glorified someday, but before that, it has to be crucified as we live here on this earth. Well, why is this all important? Please listen carefully to these words, because we're living in the land of the dying. And one day, we're all going to die. And when we die... We go to the land of the living. And we'll be in that land eternally, forever. That's important. And why is that important? Because when we die, there's only two places that we can go. There's the present heaven, and there's the present hell. Two places. And we want to be certain that we go to the right place. Anybody, I don't think anybody's here that wants to go to the wrong place. I think we all want to go to the right place when we depart from this realm of life. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Well, once we're born into this world, and once again, please listen with the depth of your being. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, when I first got saved, I heard a lot of people saying, you want to get saved so your name can go in the Lamb's Book of Life. No, no, no. No, no. When you were born, your name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You want to know why it was written then? Because God wants every human being to know that the moment they were born, that He wrote your name there because that's His will for your life. Amen. That's where He wants you to be throughout eternity. But then from that point of your birth, guess what? You've got a lifetime to make a decision. You've got a lifetime to decide between Christ Receiving him or rejecting him. Making him your Lord and Savior or not. And that's important to know. Why? Because you don't make heaven based on his will because his will was already established when you were born. He welcomes you into your, his kingdom because your name was already written there. Look at Revelation chapter 3 and verse 5. 
He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not, notice this, blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Notice, it's, it could be blotted out. In other words, we have a lifetime to make a decision for Christ, either reject him or accept him. And if we accept him, the name stays there. But if we reject him, or if we in our lifetime don't make him our Savior and Lord, guess what? Your name is blotted out of the book of life. You see, you got a lifetime. Now, how long is that lifetime? Well, I mean, it could be 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 100 years. It could be 20 years. It could be 10 years. Whatever. You know why the Bible says today is the day of salvation? Listen to how important this is. Because now is the hour and now is the time. And when a person hears you need saved, you better get saved. You heard what was just happened, what we just said to you. Marcy was my next door neighbor as well as Sue Eisenman's cousin. She lived next to me for some, so many years. 49 years old, and when I heard that she died, I didn't know how, but a car accident. Gone, now forever, from this life, in eternity. And my point is, you never know what tomorrow may bring. So the moment you hear you need to be born again, you better get born again. Because you see, Columbine, Virginia Tech University, Oklahoma City bombings, the Boston Marathon, and the list goes on and on. People were there one day going just to watch a marathon, and boom, they got killed. Or going to work one day in the Twin Towers, and you died. So my point is, the moment you hear you must be born again, Get born again so that you make eternity with him in glory. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19 and verse 10, we are told when Peter asked the question, then, Lord, who can be saved? He said, you know what, man, that's impossible. I'm going to show you something here. With man, that's impossible. He's talking about the spiritual condition of man cannot be changed by a man. That means you and I cannot do anything to change my spirit that died in Adam. Nothing. We have no control over that. God sent his son to do what we couldn't do for ourselves. His death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and seating at the right hand of the majesty on high makes it possible for your spirit to be born again. So our spirit must be born again. Period. Now we can control what we do with our soul, mind, will, emotions, and intellect, and our body. See, Romans chapter 12 tells us it's our reasonable service and duty to do something with our body, to present it to God as a living sacrifice. We could do that. The soul, uh, the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, the mind can be renewed. And also in James 1.21, we are told, put away from us all superfluity of naughtiness and do what receives with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save your soul. Not spirit, soul, mind, will, emotions, and intellect. In other words, renew your mind. We can control that. We can control our spiritual condition. Only God can do that. Only by the blood of Jesus Christ can our spirit be recreated. Not restored, not renewed, but recreated. And it's the Holy Ghost that recreates a human spirit when a person accepts Christ as Savior and Lord. Now, why is all this so important? Because if your name, how many like it when your name is on the roll? Even in school? Even in the classroom? You got a birth certificate? 
Is your name on it? Mm -hmm. You belong to a country club? Most don't. So the thing is, if you did, wouldn't your name be on it? Absolutely. Try to use the facilities without your name being on it. Well, if God put your name in the Lamb's Book of Life because He intended it for be there throughout eternity, and you didn't accept Christ, and so He goes with sadness in His heart, well, they died, it's too late now, so i got to blot their name out of the Book of Life. I wanted them to be with me. What's in store for that person afterwards? Well, since you asked, Revelation chapter 20 tells us exactly what's in store. I saw a great white throne. In, and him that sat on it. From whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead, which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Do you want your name in that book of life? The rest of you? Do you want your name written in that Lamb's book of life? Because if it's not there, there's the great white throne judgment, death and hell. Hell is a, right now the holding place, the present holding place for those that had their names removed from the book of life. And it wasn't really um, for man. It was for the devil and his fallen angels. But because man decided to follow the devil, now he has to go there too if he doesn't accept Christ. Now why am I saying all this? Because I think there's too much church playing today. I really do. I believe we need to be more understanding of God's plan of redemption. Because you see, this is more serious than people think. More serious. You want to know why? Some people that do this in some countries, they're imprisoned. Some people that do this in other countries, they are killed. Think about that. How about this one? I read about this one. In some countries, if you do this and you identify with Christ, you know what happens to you? When you die, they don't bury you in the ground because the ground will be desecate, desecrated if you are buried. A Christian is buried in the ground, the ground's desecrated. So they don't do that. Can you imagine that? But you know what it really means if you know Christ and you live in America? You identify with Him, you've accepted Him as your Savior. You chose to follow him and keep your name written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. And you know what awaits you when you leave? Nothing but shouting all the way to victory. Hallelujah. 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 That's what awaits you. Mm. There's a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. Now, real quick, there are three different kinds of baptisms revealed to us in Scripture at least. Number one, the, the, not this one, the most important one of all. I was in church for 24 years. I never knew my spirit had to be reborn. Didn't know that. 
So the first one is by the Holy Spirit being baptized into the body of Christ. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and look at what it says. For by one spirit, notice the baptizer is the spirit. We are all baptized into one body, whether you're a Jew, a Gentile, or whether we be bond or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit. That is called the new birth, being born again. We pass from death to life. See, the death that was in us couldn't be removed by us, but Jesus came to do it. And by the Spirit, when we accept him, oh, this old man on the inside is taken out and he gives us a new man, which is why in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, a new species of being on the inside. So the recreation of our spirit is when we're born again and we're baptized by the Spirit to the body of Christ. The second one is being baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Look at Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11, and we read these words, and I indeed baptize you, this is John the Baptist speaking, to repentance, but he that comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you, that's Jesus, he shall baptize you with the, with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So who's the baptizer? Jesus. What's the baptism? The baptism with the Holy Ghost and fire. That's not being saved, that's being filled with the Holy Ghost. So that's the second baptism. The third baptism is what you're seeing here, what's going to be witnessed here today with these individuals that are here to be baptized. It's being baptized in water by a believer. I happen to be the believer today that will baptize these in water, but let's look at the scripture in Matthew's gospel, chapter 28 and verse 19, that tells us, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So here we see water baptism is someone who's accepted Christ as Savior and Lord is being baptized in water. Why? Because Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. If you're ashamed of me, he'll be ashamed of us before his Father in heaven. So water baptism is an outward sign of an inward work of grace. This does not save anyone. When I grew up, I was baptized. Well, before I grew up, I was baptized as a baby. My parents took me to church. I got baptized, sprinkled, and I was told that washes away my original sin. Well, when I grew up and I read my Bible, I read something else. Look here in Acts chapter 8, what it says. This is Philip. He went to the city of Samaria. He, pre he preached Christ to them. Many miracles and signs and wonders were wrought, and many got saved and baptized. Then he went to this eunuch, and here's what it says. The eunuch asked him a question about the book of Isaiah, and he said to him, he's talking about Jesus. And after he expounded on who Jesus is and what Jesus did, we pick it up. And as they went on their way, they came into a certain water, and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What does hinder me to be baptized. In other words, what would hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, and here's the only hindrance, if you believe with all your heart, you may. Let me ask you a question. Can a baby believe with all his heart? No. It's impossible. You see, this is a decision. Water baptism is a decision to first of all accept Christ as your savior and your spirit's born again. And then you get filled with the Spirit, you're baptized with the Holy Ghost by Jesus. And here you can be baptized in water by a believer, it doesn't matter who the believer may be, but you've got to believe, in other words, with all your heart. 
So it's impossible. An infant can't do that. And in some cases, people practice water baptism as an empty religious formality. And it's really meaningless. You see, it's an outward sign to everybody here of an inward work of grace. I've accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of my life. I've been born again. I called a pastor when I first got saved because I wanted to get baptized in water. Uh, I didn't know, because I just came out of a certain church, I didn't know about all the different belief systems that were out there. So I called this fellow on the phone, and I said, I've been born again. I want to get baptized in water. And he said to me, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. What? I'm sorry to burst your bubble. I said, what do you mean? He said, if you haven't been baptized in water, you're not born again. I said, what? If you haven't been baptized in water, you're not born again. I said, well, you know what? I know I'm born again because I knew me before I was born again, and I know me now. And I know when I said yes to Christ, he came into my heart, and he's my Savior. I know I haven't been dunked yet, but I have been born again. And so I went baptized in water. Well, he's going to do me this big favor. He's going to baptize me in his system, something like this, in his church. He said, well, just come on over here. He thought he was going to get me saved, see. Come on over here and we'll baptize, I'll baptize you in water. I didn't have a crowd. It was just the two of us, the pastor and I. We were the only ones that were there. That was it. I am so on fire for God. I am so excited about God. I want to get in that water as fast as I can because I want to continue my walk with God. I want to experience a deeper walk with God. So I motor over to the church. It was about five, five miles away from my house. I get over to the, in the sanctuary like this here. I come to the door. I got my bathing suit on. I am ready to go. I see him standing in the water. So I come in and I just make my way. I book down the stairs. I'm walking as fast as I can. He's about, he wants to say, stop. Because when I hit the water, did you buy those bags of ice that we can throw in here yet? That water was cold as ice. My eyeballs froze. They got big. And then the next thing that hit me was scum. He said, the water's been in here for about a year. That's what I said. All this scum is all over it. The water is as as, uh, cold as ice, frigid water. I finally get in there, almost hypothermia set in. And he dunked me. He baptized me. And I got up out of the water and I booked home and I got warm. But I was baptized. I wanted to be baptized. I got baptized. He thought he got me saved. He didn't get me saved. I got saved before I got there. I had the first baptism, which is the Spirit baptized me to the body of Christ. I got filled with the Holy Ghost as well. And then I got baptized in water by Him, praise God, and what a joy it was. You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 3, when Jesus got baptized in water, He came up out of the water, the heavens were open unto Him, and the Spirit of God came down like a dove upon Him. And that is when He began His public ministry. When John the Baptist said, I shouldn't be baptizing you, you should be baptizing me. And Jesus said, stop right there. This is Jesus, the Son of God, the second person of deity, the creator of heaven and earth and sea and all that in them is, right? And Jesus says, suffer it to be so now. You see, it's, it's right for me to fulfill all righteousness, no matter who I am. What a statement. It's the right thing to do for me also. 
Even though he didn't need a baptism of repentance. He didn't need that because he never sinned. But he said, no, it's the right thing to do. If it was the right thing to do for him, it's the right thing to do for all of us. As a matter of fact, there's only two ordinances in the Christian faith. The Lord's Supper and water baptism. Let me ask you a question. Did he do a lot for you? Did he do a lot for me? Did he lay down his life? Did he shed his blood? Did he give his all? Yeah. And he did it for all of us. And what does he say? Just get baptized. What a small thing for someone to do. Small thing. But I'll tell you what. You talk about the heavens open. You talk about God by his spirit moving. You take a step toward him. He takes a step towards you. A powerful step towards you. So for all you candidates, we're excited for you today. We're so thrilled for you today. This is going to be a monumental time in your life. You write it down, man, because when you give your heart to Jesus and then you obey him in obedience, get baptized in water. I expect the same thing for you. The heavens to open. Spirit of God to move in your life. And just a beautiful, beautiful experience that you have as you continue walking with God. Turn this way here. Okay. All right. Tell everybody your name. My name is Chris Piper. Chris, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? Yes. Okay. And do you plan on serving Him all the days of your life? Yes, I do. Is there something you want to say that Jesus means to you? He means everything to me. Like, I wish my girlfriend was here today, but fortunately she couldn't be, so. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim and Karen mean everything to me, and that's about it. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Upon your public confession of faith, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Oh, this water is hot compared to what I was saying. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Tell everybody who, who you are. What's your name? Jaden. Jaden, have you accepted Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior? Yeah. You have? Do you plan on serving him with every fiber of your being? Yeah. Every day of your life? Yeah. Anything you want to say about Jesus to all these wonderful people here? I want to live my life for God. He wants to live his life for God. Grab your wrist. Your wrist. That's it. Upon your public confession of faith and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Everybody, your name. 
Stan Agowitz. Stan, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord? Yes, I have. And do you plan on serving him all the days of your life? Yes. Praise God. Anything you want to personally say about Jesus? Thank God and Jesus for saving my life. Amen. Amen. Upon your public confession of faith and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Tell everybody your name. Deontay. Deontay, have you accepted Jesus Christ to be your personal Savior and Lord? Yes, sir. And do you plan on serving Him all the days of your life? Yes, sir. Okay. Is there something that you personally want to say about Jesus? He is our Lord and Savior, and He died for all of our sins. Amen. Doesn't get better than that. <laughs> Upon your public confession of faith and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Tell everybody who you are. I'm Abigail Poetich. Abigail, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord? I have. And do you plan on serving Him for the rest of your life? Yes, I do. Something you personally want to say about Jesus and what He means to you? He means everything to me. He is my world. He is my Savior. Amen. Her world and Savior. Beautiful. Upon your public confession of faith and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. everybody your name Isabella Kaletich. Isabella have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord yes and do you plan on serving him for the rest of your life yes and is there something you personally want to say about Jesus and what he means to you I'm excited to be able to walk with him in heaven after this Praise God. upon your public confession of faith and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost Tell everybody your name. Haley Shear. Haley, have you accepted Jesus to be your personal Savior and Lord? Yes. And do you plan on serving Him for the rest of your life? Yes. Something you personally want to say about Jesus and what He means to you? Um, I'm excited for Him to be a part of my life. Amen. Wonderful. Upon your public confession of faith and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Tell everybody your name. Chelsea Marchanda. Chelsea, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord? I have. And do you plan on serving Him for the rest of your life? I do. Wonderful. What would you like to say about Jesus that's meaningful to you? I just want to thank Him for everything. Amen. Praise God. Upon your public confession of faith and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost.
Ice cubes? Yeah. I just want to say it's a privilege and an honor for me to be able to baptize my future daughter-in-law. <laughs> Tell everybody who you are. My name is Ashley Boyd. Ashley, have you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord? Yes, I have. And do you plan on serving him all your life? Of course. Something you want to say about Jesus? I'm so blessed and so grateful for everything that he has done for me today, tomorrow, and forever. Amen. Upon your public confession of faith and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Tell everybody who you are. <laughs> Tell everybody who you are. I'm El Ray. El, have you accepted Jesus yep. Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yep. Amen. Do you plan on serving him for the rest of your life? Of course. And what would you like to say about Jesus and uh, what he means to you? I just thank him for fighting all my demons. Amen. Amen. He's Lord of all, right? Amen. Upon your public confession of faith and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. too long ago. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm Jack Ray. <laughs> Jack, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. You plan on serving him for the rest of your life? Yes. Would you like to say something about what he means to you? I just love him with all my heart and I thank him for everything he's done for me. Amen. Amen. Upon your public confession of faith and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Tell everybody who you are. Brody Davis. Brody, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord? Yes. And do you plan on serving him for the rest of your life? Yes, I do. Wonderful. Is there something special you want to say about Jesus and what he means to you, to everybody here? That Jesus will be in my heart forever. Amen. Jesus will be in his heart forever. Amen. Just hold your nose like this. Grab your wrist like this. Upon your public confession of faith and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Okay, that's pretty good. Tell everybody your name. Thomas Rhodes. Thomas, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? I have. You plan on serving him for the rest of your life? I do. Something you want to say about Jesus and what he means to you? I'm just tired of living my own life. Uh, it's a dead-end street. It always has been. I need to find the way, the truth, and the light. Amen. He's changed your life, hasn't he? Yes, it took a little longer than I anticipated, but it's not in my time. Amen. He's changed your life. That's wonderful. Upon your public confession of faith, and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, 
and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. I don't know that excites me. Does it excite you? Oh, hallelujah. Let's just praise him. Let's just worship him right now. Would you stand?